What's happening guys? Sam Adams here and welcome to a brand new episode of Caffeinate today for July the 16th of 2019. Of course, if you are brand new to the show, welcome on in and this is a daily gaming news podcast where I bring you the hottest gaming news from around the industry and I keep you up to date and informed about what's happening in the industry we all love. Now today's show, I'll go ahead and say it, very abbreviated, not too much going on. My personal hypothesis, everybody was on Amazon for Prime Day, therefore no work got done, but much money was spent. Uh, as for my own purchases, I got an Echo Input, which essentially turns any kind of speaker bar into an Alexa device or an Alexa-enabled device, and on top of that, I also picked up a network switch so that I can actually have more than one Cat5 Ethernet port. Some of you don't care, most of you don't care, but I wanted to tell you anyway. Uh, but today, the main topic of the day, Borderlands 3 will not have crossplay at launch. Of course, this news comes confirmed from Randy Pitchford ahead of today's celebration of togetherness, which takes place in just a few hours around 10 a.m. Eastern Time. And of course, that will more than likely be the headline for tomorrow's big episode of Caffeinate, because something is going to happen. It's going to be exciting, but it's not going to be the reveal of crossplay for Borderlands 3, which is, of course, one of the year's biggest games. Then, we now know how Respawn is going to deal with Apex Legends cheaters by making them play with each other. What a cool idea. Then we have a recent hiring suggesting that Disney is getting into more of the gaming space, even more than they already are. And finally, GameStop is planning to launch brand new renovated stores, I suppose I should say, uh, with brand new store concepts. We will talk more about what that means for GameStop, what that means for potentially a store near you as these renovations begin to take place. But again, if you are brand new, welcome to the show. I do hope you enjoy what I bring to the table. And again, it's hosted five days a week, and you can always subscribe on youtube.com slash Samuel Adams Media. You can always follow me on Twitter at Pretty Chill Guy, and you can always follow me on Twitch at the Samuel Adams. Just kidding, twitch.tv slash Samuel Adams. We got that new URL. But without further ado, let's go ahead and dive into today's top stories. First off, Borderlands 3 will not have crossplay at launch. Gearbox CEO Randy Pitchford said tomorrow's big announcement is about something else. Randy Pitchford has said the Gearbox is very keen on supporting cross-platform play in Borderlands 3, while publisher 2K Games has been somewhat more circumspect about it. Cross-play is something we are looking at closely, but we don't have anything to confirm or announce at this time, a rep said in April. That situation looked like it was about to change when a tweet on the official Borderlands Twitter account invited followers to a celebration of togetherness at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern Time on today, July the 16th. Several respondents took the message to mean that crossplay confirmation is on the way, and understandably so. Crossplay is literally the process of bringing disparate platforms together, isn't that right? Absolutely. Alas, this is not what the announcement is about, and in fact, Pitchford has finally confirmed that Borderlands 3 crossplay will not be supported at launch. Some folks may be speculating that this thing tomorrow may be about crossplay. Tomorrow's thing is awesome, but not about crossplay. But good news, we are committed to supporting crossplay for Borderlands 3 with our partners as soon as practicable after launch, he tweeted. To be clear, there will not be any crossplay functionality in Borderlands 3 at launch as we work closely with our partners to create a positive crossplay experience as soon as practicable. We are committed to crossplay on as many platforms as possible, he said in a follow-up tweet. So, what will the announcement be about? I honestly have no idea, the author says, over here at PC Gamer. Something related to multiplayer remains the obvious guess, so maybe we will be getting a look at some new modes or something. Feel free to speculate in the comments or just tune into YouTube at the appointment 
appointed hour. That's again, 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern Time today, July the 16th, to find out what is happening. And of course, as I said, we will definitely be talking about this on tomorrow's episode of Cabinate. But what could it be? It sounds like a brand new co-op mode to me if we aren't going to be getting crossplay at launch. Of course, the celebration of togetherness event, very misleading because many people would go ahead and assume that would mean you are going to be getting crossplay. But alas, no, that's not the case. Uh, so I suppose we will just have to wait and see. Again, my prediction is that we do actually have some kind of brand new co-op mode, uh, some kind of new maybe competitive co-op mode that mixes in PvE and PvP. Uh, you know, a lot of the Destiny-esque kind of stuff could be coming to Borderlands 3 because the two games have a lot of synergy with one another, and a lot of those kind of concepts can definitely cross over. So maybe that's what we could be seeing. But again, nothing to confirm as of yet. So again, if you do want to tune in, you can go to the official Borderlands outlets at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern Time, and find out the future of Borderlands 3. Specifically, you can celebrate the togetherness within the game itself. Uh, again, coming out later on in September, very exciting time. September 13th going to be a very big day, and it seems like the fall release lineup is pretty packed. On top of that, Spring 2020 looks to be very thick as well uh, with the games, and so very exciting times to be somebody looking forward to picking up some brand new games. However, you might be still be playing Apex Legends, as many people are, with Season 2 finally upon us, and now we know how Respawn is going to deal with Apex Legends cheaters by making them fight each other. A very cool solution in my opinion. Apex Legends developer Respawn is looking to deter cheating by forcing those who break rules to play together. Offering a development update posted on Reddit, the studio explained it will soon be able to use matchmaking to pair cheaters and spammers together, casting them into video game limbo to duke it out with other vagabonds and rogues. It's also working on a number of other countermeasures, including requiring three-factor authentication in certain regions on high-risk accounts, using machine learning to create behavior mo models that detect and auto-ban cheaters, and increasing resources so it can dedicate more time to rooting out delinquents. Over 355,000 cheaters have been banned from Apex Legends on PC alone as of March of this year, and Respawn has again reiterated its commitment to fighting the ongoing war against those dodgy characters looking to profit through deception rather than skill. As we have said before, the war against cheaters will be ongoing and remains a high priority for us. There will always be work to do, improvements to make, and new things to adapt to, commented the studio. We would like to thank the players that have been getting involved with helping us squash cheaters over the last week, whether it be submitting reports or assisting with the vetting process for suspicious behavior. And that's where the story is concluded. And so, a cool concept here. We have kind of a limbo, if you will, that is between the real world of Apex Legends and the banned world. You're not quite banned, but what's worse than being banned? Being paired with people that are cheating just like you. Uh, so that's essentially where Respawn is putting the people that are cheating within Apex Legends. Is it a good idea? I suppose it definitely does more to teach a lesson, so to speak, uh, but it does nothing to really defend against them making a brand new account and just doing this all over again. Unless you IP ban somebody, it's a very complicated situation, and I'm sure that uh, a lot behind the scenes is going on to ensure that cheating is minimized as much as possible within Apex Legends. It certainly is a problem though. I think that maybe I don't spend enough time in the game to really see it, but whenever I do play, I don't run into very many cheaters. I've probably come across one or two, so I think in the grand scheme of things, Respawn is doing fairly well with it. I mean, whenever you hear these reports of mass cheating, don't think something like a hacked lobby in Call of Duty Modern Warfare. That's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about something that is minimal in the grand scheme of things, but still a problem because it does exist, uh, especially as more people are competing competitively. 
within Apex Legends, cheating needs to be addressed. I mean, you see how Fortnite has addressed cheating, and they've been doing fairly well with it, uh, but you have people cheating in these giant events where money is literally changing hands. That's when it becomes a true problem. So that's what I really want to get addressed before it becomes a bigger problem than it already is for the people at Respawn, and of course, any kind of cheating in the industry, very much so frowned upon. No, no, bad boy slash girl. Uh, but if you do want to dive into Apex Legends, again, the game is free to play. Uh, you can download it on Origin on PC or find it on the PlayStation Store as well as the Xbox Live Marketplace. And then you can give them tons of money for microtransactions and skins if that is something you might be interested in. But let's move on and talk about the recent hiring of Disney because it looks like they're getting more into gaming. Disney hires PlayStation's John Drake to head its games licensing division. John Drake, who was formerly head of portfolio strategy and content at PlayStation, has officially joined Disney. He'll be joining the team as vice president of business development and licensing for games. While we will have to wait and see what this means for Disney's plans in the gaming realm, it does seem as though Mickey Mouse is planning for a bigger push into the gaming industry. At Disney, Drake will be tasked with finding publishers and developers to license the plethora of the IP the company owns as well. Of course, Disney is much more than its classic stable of animated films, but also comprises of Pixar, Marvel, and Lucasfilms, and LucasArts. As of 2019, the company also owns 21st Century Fox, giving the mouse ownership of properties like The Simpsons and Alien. So what I'm hearing is that we're going to be getting The Simpsons Hit and Run 2. Thanks, John Drake. Uh, this model is already similar to how Disney operates currently. Star Wars and Marvel properties are licensed out to third-party companies. That's how we've seen games like Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order and Marvel Spider-Man come to be. Drake's new role will likely oversee these divisions of the company as well. Disney has stepped away from the video game development ever since pulling the plug on Disney Infinity, instead opting to license its IP. However, considering how lucrative the model has been for the company, perhaps it is planning on increasing its presence. Warren Spector, who previously collaborated with Disney on the Epic Mickey video games, recently suggested Disney should get itself back into the industry. While this isn't the company making an active push, it definitely seems like it wants to be more serious about its efforts. What kind of Disney-based video games would you like to see? You can let the guys at PlayStation station lifestyle no in their comment section but cool to see disney getting back into the game i will say that i'm on the fence about this one because obviously you have these disney internal projects that have turned out well but then you have stuff that is just taking on a life of its own whenever an ip is handed to a third party something changes because you don't necessarily have an overbearing corporate entity ensuring that everything is on the up and up you have a bit more freedom i don't think that marvel's spider-man would have been as good if it had been handled internally. I think that's what I'm trying to say here. Uh, and other games could act as examples as well. Jedi Fallen Order still up in the air on that one. Not a big not a big fan of the gameplay. Looks gorgeous, but I'm just not sure about it. Uh, however, I would love to see what Disney comes up with. And of course, John Drake, uh, incredible individual. I've seen him on Kind of Funny's Games Daily, Kind of Funny's uh, content a good many times. And so he's a cool individual who definitely has a good head on his shoulders and somebody that I definitely think could take a big leap in to Disney and make a big splash. He's doing a cannonball. That's what I'm trying to say. Uh, so if you were curious as to what the future of Disney games holds, it looks like it holds a good bit because they're definitely going to be throwing themselves into the industry, uh, jumping in with uh, two feet first, so it seems. Uh, but I suppose we will have to wait and see what exactly comes out of this brand new collaboration between John Drake and the guys over there at Disney. And by collaboration, I mean employment. Uh, but 
To round out today's abbreviated episode of Caffeine, GameStop plans to renovate stores, pilot new store concepts, troubled retailer hopes to draw customers back in with local esports competitions and retro-only branches. GameStop has detailed its intentions to revamp its physical stores in an effort to combat slumping sales. The U.S. retailer has partnered with design firm r GA to focus on creating unique storefronts, experiences that will make shopping at GameStop a more interactive experience. While details are a little light, the firm has said it wants to introduce new ways for its customers to try games before they purchase them, as well as add other features that encourage people to visit their local branch more often. GameStop says it will be piloting new and streamlined physical store concepts, such as eSports sports areas that offer competitive sessions in homegrown e-leagues, as well as locations that sell strictly retro gaming software and hardware. There is no word on how many of these stores are planned, but GameStop says it will be testing them in a select market, most certainly its home territory of the U.S. GameStop has already hinted at these plans in an interview with GamesIndustry.biz, discussing the transition from a transactional retailer into an experience-based retailer. The retailer's Eric Bright told us, in, uh, excuse me, told us a partnership with esports group Complexity Gaming has helped it design a 11,000-square-foot performance center, which features a gaming arena with special hardware, merchandise areas, and and a video studio. GameStop has been suffering in recent times, as we have discussed on Caffeinate before, posting a $673 million loss in the previous physical year. And the first quarterly report for the current one showed sales are continuing to decline. The company has also recently had a management reshuffle after its COO and CFO departed after more than 20 years. There were efforts towards the tail end of 2018 to find a buyer for the company, but GameStop gave up on this back in January. And so GameStop continues to decline, but still continues to flail around like a fish out of water, uh, which is very unfortunate to see. But could these new stores work? Again, you have this focus on esports, you have retro-only stores, and where could this potentially work? So in my area of North Carolina, there are retro gaming stores. I see people in them, but I don't know that they can be a mainstay and can hold up the business that is GameStop. I think that there is a very niche market for retro right now, especially considering how many re-releases we are getting. Of course, you have stuff like Final Fantasy VII being mainstays of retro gaming whenever people think about what retro gaming is. But at the same time, you're getting the remake next year. Uh, that's one example. Then you have stuff like these smaller miniaturized consoles that bring back groups of these classic games for a relatively affordable price. Why would I go and buy tons of retro games if I am a novice, if I'm somebody who's just generally interested in retro, and I can get access to an NES Classic or an SNES Classic or a PlayStation Classic, whatever it might be, I can get access to a giant wad of these games and scratch my itch. Now, for those that are more in tune with the retro scene, for those that are more dedicated to the retro scene, that could potentially be a different situation. You could want to go to a store that is completely dedicated to retro gaming. That does kind of make sense, and so I suppose maybe Maybe that is the kind of idea they've got here. Maybe that is the kind of move they want to make. Uh, but at the same time, I think GameStop is still on the decline. Uh, we talked on, I believe, Monday's episode of Caffeinate, one of the previous episodes, or I could have just been talking about it on Twitter, uh, how GameStop is glad that there are going to be uh, disk drives in the next generation of consoles. And I compared that to essentially a person on life support glad that the ventilator is still working. That keeps them alive for the next, I suppose, five years. If the consoles had been all digital, like the brand new Xbox One S all digital edition, 
the sad edition. Uh, that would be a very much so nail in the coffin situation for GameStop because outside of physical games, uh, there is no reason for them to exist. And of course, whenever we do get to that digital push where we are completely phasing out of physical, you are going to be seeing GameStop slowly decline because people still will go back and buy games for the PS3, the Xbox 360. They'll be buying physical games for the PS4 and the Xbox One. But within 10 years, whenever that console cycle is beginning to really truly fade out, so will GameStop, I think, unless they can actually create some kind of new space for themselves, whether it be through merchandise, you know, physical uh, t-shirts and collectibles, whether it be through retro sales, whether it be through a collaboration with tons of esports companies, uh, whatever it might be, to see them trying new things, I think is definitely promising, but could they pan out? That's still the one that's up in the air for me. I do hope the best, because as I've said before, GameStop does not give the best deals on trade-ins, but they remain this point of nostalgia for me. They remain this icon of my childhood where I would look forward every single week, and yes, I went to GameStop every single week, uh, to go in and read the back of the box, to go in and read about new games in Game Informer, to go in and see all of these games up on the shelves, to see advertisements for what's coming, to see the new consoles that are coming out. That was so exciting for me, and I want people to maintain that kind of experience. I want that to be something uh, that continues into the the next generation, and I just don't think that it will. I guess that's been replaced with going on Amazon or something like that, which is not nearly as fun. Uh, but if you were curious as to how things were going at GameStop, not so well. Not so well at all. But that rounds out today's episode of Caffeinate. Like I said, a pretty abbreviated show. But if you are brand new here, I do hope you enjoyed what I brought to the table today. And if you did, be sure to click that follow button. Be sure to click that subscribe button, depending on what platform you might be on. Of course, the show itself is hosted five days a week, Monday through Friday, around 7 a.m. Eastern Time, if you did want to catch the show live on twitch.tv slash Samuel Adams. But if you don't, you can always find it on youtube.com slash Samuel Adams Media, as well as podcast services through anchor.fm slash Samuel Adams. Uh, but until tomorrow, you guys have a fantastic rest of your day. I will talk to you soon, and peace.